Talk is the devotional podcast ministry of Bible Fellowship Church, and it's designed to give you a bit of spiritual truth to consider each day, Monday through Friday. Today we're going to look at a verse from Colossians 3, but first let's begin with prayer. Lord, I thank you that we have your very words that we can turn to every day. I thank you for the wisdom and encouragement that you give us from your word, and I ask that you'll speak clearly to us again today. It's in your name I pray. Amen. The verse we're considering today is Colossians 3.16, and it says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I like the New Living Translation and the way it puts that first part. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. As I read that verse in various versions, I noticed that the word let kept showing up. Just as the previous verse, verse 15, says to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, here we're told to let God's message about Christ, His Word, dwell in us, in fact, to fill our lives. I recently learned that the root meaning of the word let used here means to arbitrate, to allow the Word of God to be a sort of virtual umpire in our lives deciding what will be permitted entrance, realizing that whatever's allowed entrance will hold some measure of influence over me. We've all been there, haven't we? We have a choice. Sometimes we cooperate with the umpire of God's Word, letting that be the deciding voice for choices and influencers, but other times we like to be in charge. I have to say that hindsight confirms one thing. Whenever I decide to usurp authority instead of listening to God, it inevitably leads to regret. There are plenty of things I regret allowing into my life, but not once do I regret letting God and His Word call the shots. It really is a pretty simple principle God has outlined here. Let God and His message decide at the gate of my life what has right of entry. Essentially, what will have the power to influence my choices. So that's what to do, So how do we do this? Here are a few practical suggestions that I hope you'll find helpful. First, this takes intentionality. We have to be intentional and not haphazard about the way we approach God, recognizing that He knows what's best for us. In short, it means taking God seriously, accepting ahead of time that His Word really is the authority to follow, and it's not just a suggestion that I can choose to ignore if I don't like it. Secondly, this takes time, both in the short term and long. It takes giving actual time to God in our day, but also allowing time for the relationship with Him to grow. We may need to remind ourselves that we are truly in a relationship with God, and as with any relationship, It takes spending personal time together for the relationship to develop. Intentionally planning our days for regular time alone with God, asking Him what His Word means and what we're to do with it, and then listening for His response. This will go a long way to developing an intimate relationship. 
So this takes being intentional and it takes spending time alone with God, but we also need other believers, other members of the body of Christ. Verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Notice the next instructions, teaching and admonishing one another. This can't be done solo. It must involve other believers. We can all benefit from having someone in our life with whom we can discuss spiritual things. Someone who will help you in your spiritual growth and with whom you can develop accountability. There's great value in having another believer with whom you can share what God is teaching you. To pray together and to encourage one another teaching and admonishing one another. Next, I suggest being creative in this pursuit. The next part of verse 16 says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. What a great way to encourage God's word in your life, to use music to memorize portions of scripture. I find it helpful to remember that the original audience to whom Paul was speaking likely did not own a personal copy of even a portion of God's Word. And yet, Paul said, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Certainly, music was a tool for achieving this. We have options today the original audience could have never imagined. Consider how you learn best, and then use the various tools that are literally at your fingertips to spend time in God's Word each day. Another suggestion is to take it with you. What I mean by that is to ask God for one piece of truth from His Word each day, or a verse to work on memorizing. Write it down, put it on paper, or make a digital note. Somehow find a way to literally take it with you throughout the day. Then take it out, look at it, review it at various times throughout the day. Why do that? Because other things will find a way to fill our minds. And before you know it, they will start to crowd out the things that are most important to remember. Finally, don't forget to thank God for what He has shown you. Again, this is part of the business of relationship. Sincere expressions of appreciation and gratitude are always part of a healthy relationship. While these words were written nearly 2,000 years ago, we find a message here that's just as applicable and just as relevant for us today. That's one of the beautiful aspects of God's Word. It just keeps speaking to us day after day. Thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Check out the BFC website or download our new app where you'll find more information about the various ministries available for all ages at Bible Fellowship Church. Remember, come what may, let God's Word fill your life. You won't regret it.